Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Welcome to Conversations on Dance, our final bonus episode from the Vail Dance Festival. This episode is quite special because we have a guest host, Vail Dance Festival Artistic Director Damian Wetzel. After we had left the festival, there was one final live event to give audiences an inside look at the artists and the performance. In this episode, Damian is joined by Jukin dancer Lil Buck and Janet Elber, the Artistic Director of Martha Graham Dance Company. As a side note, Buck is the cousin of this week's Conversations on Dance guest, Ron Miles, so check out our chat with him in episode 56. The recording starts slightly into the event, so we join them just as Lil Buck begins to explain how he became involved in creating a lamentation variation with the Martha Graham Dance Company. They go on to have a great conversation on Martha Graham, tap, and collaboration at the Vail Dance Festival and beyond. The first voice you will hear is Damien's. This recording was provided to us by the Vail Dance Festival. I, you know, I, I, I'm not sure how, you know, it was, it, we came to it as the point. It really was a collaborative thing. And I was very interested in that idea, uh, very specifically that Buck would create a work not for himself. That was, you know, key because, uh, we've done a lot of that. You know, he's created a lot of things for this festival, but he's always a part of it. And it's, it's a different thing when you step outside it. And I thought this was a, a, yeah, (laughs) you can't save your own show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so I thought, what an opportunity to work with one of the world's great companies on a project, as Janet described, which has limitations. It's not like you're saying, just go forth and make some epic, you know, you say, okay. Uh, And then we presented that idea to Buck, and uh, why don't you take it from there? Yeah, well, I was presented the idea of, you know, choreographing Lamentation or my own variation of it, and I was all for it. I couldn't wait for this opportunity, for an opportunity like this to come, and with out of all companies, Martha Graham Company is one that I really respect because as I was growing up in Memphis, when I was around 16 years old, I was a part of a ballet ensemble. 
And I was with them for about three years in a row before I moved out to LA and pursued my career as a dancer. But um, within those three years of working with that dance company, uh, we brought Blakely in mm-hmm. to to actually workshop us. And, one and one of our principal style. dancers. Yeah, one of the principal dancers yeah. for um, Martha Graham Company came in and actually workshopped us. And that's when I first fell in love with it. So we had Blakely come in and we also had some Twyla Tharp. Um, so, and um, I just fell in love with the Graham like, movements, the contractions, all the weird positions that they get in that I love. So I'm like, yes, it's so not... Just you know, it's 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 form, but it's so it's free at the same time. So I I fell in love with that because my style is really you know it has a lot of form, but also it's so free, and um, I really love that about it. So I immediately connected with the Martha Graham Company at a young age, and right now to be able to have that opportunity was just amazing. But it was also such pressure on me because. <laughs> I actually, I before this, I haven't seen any other variations of lamentation done from um, from other people besides the ones that performed here in Vail, and so um, I was kind of shooken up. I was like, "What am I going to do?" With well, this? Because- the, the, the funniest part was the first conversation was where you said, "Wait a minute." Am I performing lamentation? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, hold on, variation. Is this me doing it? Am I gonna be wearing the purple? Okay. I mean, okay, I'm with it. But um, that's when for, I found that's for next time. Yeah. yeah. And you're gonna do it too. Okay. All right. If that's what yeah, it but takes. when I found out yeah. that I would just be choreographing, it was like, ah, okay. It's a few loads off my back. But um it was it was great. It was a great feeling, and I've always wanted something like this, so this type of challenge. So um I, no one, I don't think a lot of people know this, but I used to choreograph a lot actually when I was younger, more so than when I started getting older and started working a lot in the industry and everything. And I didn't really have time to choreograph for like a lot of jokers back at home. I was in LA doing a lot of work, but I used to really choreograph a lot of different numbers for, um, for myself and my own uh, dance uh, group that we had in Memphis, Subculture Royalty. And sometimes I help out Katie with Blue Ballet. But um, so I really wanted to get back into this. I want I wanted to get back into like choreographing and like really putting something amazing together. And um, when I the first day when I met all of the dancers, they were, all gave me good energy. And when I met you, you gave me such good energy, and you really kind of humbled me down because I was not humbled, but like you really brought me back down because I was up like. What am I going to do? It's so crazy. I got to live up to this. Martha Graham's been around longer than me. How am I going to? And um, she really kind of like helped calm me down. and was like, hey, you got this. You're amazing. Don't forget that. And then like, um, yeah, with all the guidelines and, and, and certain restrictions, they're there. Um, that kind of really helped me out of the way, just knowing, okay, I have up to this time to work with them. I got 10 hours to work with them. Okay, now I know my frame. Let's get to work. So the first day, it was still a question of whether I should jump into the Martha Graham world or have them jump into my world. I didn't know how to go about it at first. So the first day was kind of an experimental day and just finding out where they were, how their bodies moves, getting to know each and every individual dancer. And um, that first day was a bit of a struggle because I was trying to jump into the Martha Graham world too much. I got lost in... uh, uh, I got lost track of time and you know I, I was like, hold on, let me get back to let me get back to reality. I only have 10 hours to do this. <laughs> and um, so the second day I brought them in, I just brought them right into my world of and right into Little Buck's world. So I was like, I'm gonna bring you guys into my world, but through your own movements, through your own body language. I watched the lamentation, um, the original choreography about a million times, and i I got inspiration from the different poses she would do, these and her emotion behind it 
and this restriction and restraint behind these moves, but with um with such passion, it was also freedom. It was freedom, it was freedom within this this bind, this restrictive area. She still was, you know, hmm. trying to get free. So my so my thought was it, okay, my thought was with my movement, it's so free, but there's a little small, you know, moments of control. Maybe I wanna um free them up just a bit. You know, I just so uh, I just I just kind of flip the script on it and have them do kind of more free movements, and then you see the subtle controlness in the details of the of the choreography. So you really see the Martha Graham, um, like the famous poses and uh, these different details within the choreography uh, that Martha Graham was so famous for. But you also get to see them jumping to a whole nother world of of movement, and it's it's, it's been beautiful. The co- the the connection and the synergy with Juking and, and and their style has been it's just amazing. And Janet. I yeah, saw it. And what yeah. t- what time did you actually finish that lamentation variation? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> five. I finished it at like four thirty. Yeah, four thirty. Exactly. 4:30. Everything was done at four thirty. But well, we're all satisfied. No, with the, with the stage manager yeah. tapping him on the shoulder, going, "We're done." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like right on time. Like literally, it was done. That's right. I feel like the dancers have reacted. Uh, oh, to this. you know, I'm so lucky. I have a great group of dancers and. You know, we started in 2007, we started commissioning with a real variety of people, not just on the lamentation variations, but on um, uh, more substantial works like the one we closed the program with tonight by Pontus Lidberg. Um, so uh, really evolved in the last few years to have all their antenna up mm-hmm. and, and being ready to uh, change styles from Nacho Duato to... Uh, Andanas Phoniadakis, uh, and, yeah, uh, last time. Yeah, yeah, and Pontus and, um, City. We just premiered a work of last spring. Also a very different physical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm lucky. You'll see there. T- you'll all see tonight. They're really. It, it was pretty remarkable. Work. I did look out on the stage at one point today, right at a moment when you were with them doing the buck jump, a, a typical mm-hmm. Memphis stage was in sync and buck was there. And then I grabbed a picture and I sent it to Heather uh, to say, look at, look at our guy. <laughs> He's there, the Martha Graham dance company. We're so proud, so proud. And I love working with them because they're so, you know, they're so eager to learn. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're open. And I love that so much with, with yeah. Natasha and with the Lloyds. Like they're, and and I, what I really love about working with them is that they don't hold back when they, when they really need, when they really have an opinion or need to ask something. They're not just sitting there like, okay, it's your choreography. We were going to do this and that. <laughs> if they feel a way about a movement or a certain movement and have a suggestion, I already, I let them know from the beginning, please feel free to open up towards me because we're learning each other's worlds right now. And I would love to respect your world as much as I want you to respect my. So, um, any questions or any concerns or any parts of the choreography, anything you don't feel comfortable with, anything you do, and they've been very open to um, all of those to all of those things, and it's it's helped out tremendously, and you know, mm-hmm. in this process. Um, as uh, I wrote in Hamilton, history has its eyes on you, and I was thinking about that today, watching that and imagining uh, Martha Graham looking down and thinking, you know, <laughs> wow. 
where where are we here? Yeah. And it yeah. must be. And then the second half of that was, of course, other things you'll see on tonight's program will be preceding Buck's Lamentation will be Carla Corbis, great ballerina doing Lamentation. And later on in the evening, Michelle Dorrance will take on an iconic Graham solo, uh, but in, a, in her She's own made it way. Her own. She has made it her own, which is a wonderful little journey. Yeah. So what do you, how do you, uh, tell us your philosophy on that, Janet, because it, it comes from, it comes yeah. from somewhere. Some yeah. interviewer the other day asked me if I, if I spoke with Martha, <laughs> if I asked her permission. <laughs> I said, no, I, I don't. But I, I learned from her example, and she was all about the future. She had such an avidity for the new, uh, whether it was a new facility of each generation of dancer or new fabrics or new lighting equipment. or um, the, well, When we shot a TV show in the 1970s, she stayed in the control booth because she was fascinated with the angles, what she could get out of the angles of the camera mm-hmm. and would come and change the choreography because she realized the impact was going to be different. She, was just, she just ate up the future. Mm-hmm. So I don't, need, I don't need to talk to Martha. I know. No. I know she'd be just saying, go get them. That, you know, try, try everything. I insurance for what I do. I kind of do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm working yeah. like on the outset or any commercials I've done. So Yeah. It's nice and, to hear that. Well, it's kind of, and, and then, Buck, you're a great ambassador for your style of dance, which is obviously quite a bit newer than, you know, mm-hmm. the, the legacy of the Graham technique and modern dance and as it developed across the 20th century. And you're trying very hard to absorb other styles, and we've talked a lot about this. Do you feel like you're going to take some Graham with you now Absolutely. into the next thing? It's, it's, it's already been this. <laughs> but um, I, what I really love, my favorite is the cups. These cups. Graham hands. The Graham hands. Graham hands. I am in love with these hands, and you're going to see them in my routine. You're going to see them in this choreography for, for sure. But um, there's a lot of different things that I was re-reminded of back when I was younger, working with Blakely, working with them now, mm-hmm. that I was just like, yes, yes, this is it. And the way that they, and, and it's in like, and um, just from watching, re-watching Lamentation over and over and over again and seeing the way she, those static movements and all this, and it's like, it's very pleasing to see, and it's also like, yes, yes, I could mm. totally use a lot of this in my movement. <laughs> I love it. But um, adapt it in some mm-hmm. of my style, and um, and I'm just continuing to adapt more styles. But Wonderful. yeah, the Martha Graham, yeah, that that style is 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 in me right now. Well, really I guess we're gonna have to work on getting Buck into some Graham. We're hey, have to I already do that. told. I already yeah. let him know. I was like, listen, I'm open. To- You're regular. You're regular. <laughs> He's got the I'm hands. He's got, He's got the got hands. The hands. <laughs> I got the headlight when y'all were talking to Michelle about, you know. Yeah, know. the headlights. The headlights the position very and everything. It was funny, but it's I know the voiceover is is an amazing thing to to imagine. Uh, I got to walk through it with Michelle. I told you, and she was giving her for the various moments during the solo. You're going to see later. And it, it, it's, it would be such a great thing if we could use the opera subtitles every now and then. You don't want it all the time, but you would, you would appreciate yeah, he's, it. He's talking about the subtext of what the character Michelle is dancing tonight is thinking while she's dancing. Because she's, it's a solo Martha Graham created to make fun of herself and her own serious reputation. So at times she's acting like a great, arrogant artist. And then she'll stop and she'll make a little joke. And so... The solo has a subtext that the artist learning it usually, it helps them with the flow of the piece. That's great theater. Yeah. Great theater. So I thought we'd take a few questions, if you have, uh, and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap up and we'll go see all of this. So if you have a question, raise your hand, uh, and I will repeat it back if necessary so everybody can hear. Please. I was wondering, 
Well, we, we hate to do it, but we can perform Buck's Lamentation Variation without him. So, we, we, you know, it becomes part of our, our repertoire, like the other 13, the other 12, his is the 13th, um, and, and it, it, it now has a life of its own. Um, I don't know. Right, and I know so many. I would say I know so many other dancers outside of the dance world are influenced by like what they really see, and a lot of dancers, a lot of us don't know are watching. Um, well, for, in in my case, a lot of dancers out that never get the chance to come to Vail or, or that whole world that I know exists that that actually sees Vail when I show them these videos or when I when I when they see you know what Veil posts or anything like that in these different collaborations, they're inspired to like collaborate. I've seen, so I've seen, and it's not just because of Veil and what goes on here, but like what Damien does with like Veil and with the turnaround arts and everything, like the, the just the, with, with the power of collaboration period, a lot of artists have been jumping into collaborations and working with different people um, more, more so now than, than, any I think, you know, seen. there's two answers in a way, and, and we've heard them both. One is that in a literal sense, sometimes the things just, just do happen. I remember like when uh, Tyler and Robbie danced with Paul Taylor here, then they ended up dancing with Paul Taylor back in New York, and it became a, an ongoing thing. Uh, we wanted to do the same uh, with Graham, and we didn't quite succeed. No, Tyler? Tyler did, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so it actually does on the literal sense. But what Buck is referring to is frankly in some ways even more important, which is that the ethic of this kind of collaboration goes on. That it goes mm -hmm. on in, in the sense that some of the same people work with each other, but also others who aren't a part of it see that as a, a, a legitimate path. And it's, this is a way to do things. This is a way to make art. This is a way to, to, to do something that you can do more with others than you can do by yourself, you know, and, and that's when I say by myself, that can be two people, a company or, you know, or one person. And I think that that's what more, most importantly goes on. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we've tried to do. Uh, In, an, in, in a very ideal sense, yes, but in a real sense, not always. You know, yes, that's, and that's what, that's what we push back against. We're trying to make sure that we're not just trying to stay in our own lanes, but you know, the will to just be purely excellent is all, is, is, is very strong. And sometimes that can be quite confining. Absolutely. And I know this through experience with like, um, a lot of other different dancers, um, I've I've been on like such a solo um, tip as far as like uh, me and my performance and putting myself out there as my own brand, but it wasn't until I started really collaborating with different artists when I collaborated with Yo-Yo Ma that really opened up and opened my eyes to like this is something that the world needs. This is a part of our is our human connection. Like this is this is this is this goes way beyond. So it's way beyond you. Yeah, yourself. Yeah. Basically. And it's also. I mean, the atmosphere in Vail is highly unusual. It's expensive to collaborate. It's expensive to have the Graham Company on salary for even 10 hours, you know. Uh, it's, you know, to get these artists together, the space, renting space in New York City. So to be able to come to Vail, have housing, have the space to work together, have these incredible artists all in the same space at the same time. I mean, it's really an incredible facilitation that, that's very difficult to replicate in the real world. And it helps dancers to bring the power to, to bring the power back to themselves as dancers in a way, because a lot of dancers in the dance world love to like 
do things like where they, they're they're focused on their career and surviving. So like they they're on tour or do whatever it needs to be done to you know to have stable work and keep working. And sometimes we do this so much and help like and help push other artists like that's why we tour like I toured Madonna I helped her with her tour for so much but a lot of dancers don't really take the time out to put that same power into like actually investing into themselves and into collaborating with other people and actually creating and that's what people are being inspired by when they see what ha what goes on here in Vail we're bringing so many different people together and actually creating right here in Vail numbers and actually you know learning each other and and the fun part is, is seeing the new people arrive because usually there's like a sense of, you know, you come here for your first year. Uh, I'm thinking about our Royal Ballet couple that came this year, Frankie and Marcelino from the Royal Ballet. And I, I, I reached out to them last fall and I said, please just come to Vail. And they, their schedule was a little limited. And I said, well, why don't you just come this year and do your thing? You know, you can do Romeo and Juliet. And I had this idea about Rhapsody and I wanted that to happen. So that was a little more challenging, pushed them a little bit on that. But then they got here and they sat and watched rehearsals and they were like, whoa, can we do this too? Can, you know, can we, can we? And I was like, sure, we're going to come back a little longer next time. So we're going to come back a little longer next year and God knows what's going to happen. But, you know, but they're available. The, oh, the doors are now open for them, and that's the principle of the thing. That's the whole reason I own tap shoes now. That's why Buck <laughs> is tapping. That's right. Hey, after that performance, I was like, yo, I can keep these, right? And actually meet Martin, my friend Martin um, that works uh, with the festival. Martin, um, he had two pairs of tap shoes, and he gave me a pair of his, and, and we had this equal exchange. I was like, you know what? If I keep these, I can send you a pair of Jordans. And he was like... <laughs> That'll work. And then we worked it out. So he got some nice sneakers that little Buck would love to wear, and I got some nice taps. Oh, so, man. Um, but you best believe I'm going to be working my butt off learning how to tap and trying to work. So this is something I'm totally, like, this is a whole new interest for me. It's this whole new exciting adventure for me, this tap world. And it didn't happen until I collaborated with Michelle Dorrance and the whole company here. So that's living proof of, you know, what the power of collaboration can do. One more question, please. Yes. So growing up, and this is a good question. So growing up, I've, I've had, I've went through hundreds and hundreds of different shoes just to get a good feel of what's the perfect shoe. Cause I always want to find a perfect shoe to dance in for a street dancer. Um, especially if I'm on my toes, the Jordan 11s <laughs> are the most perfect shoe you can ever dance in as a dancer. But be, but mind this. Dancing on Marley is a whole nother ball game. So like uh -huh. the Jordan 11s are great for like hardwood floors and like outside, but on Marley, it takes a bit of skill and experience to actually get it going. But the Jordan 11s have super supportive last and, um, and, and soles, but they also are the most comfortable shoe you can wear. So they provide comfort and stability at the same time. That's why the 11s are the best. And a lot of most of Jordan shoes have like really protective Toes, because it's about longevity. I used to dance in like really soft shoes just to build that toe strength when I was younger. I would walk around at school in really soft Reeboks every day till my toes bled and then my big toe, toenails came off. I went through a whole phase of like, yeah, you don't want to know. Jedi but, warrior. Yes. Yeah, trying to get there. But yeah. eventually I learned it was about longevity and I had to take care of myself. So I started like really 
you know, experimented with these shoes and the floor, the floor thing is a funny, I mean, it's, it is true because if you think about like Michelle's piece the other night, she had tap dance, flamenco, modern dance, mm -hmm. ballet, juk in, uh, did I leave anything out? That was pretty much it. And contemporary yeah, dance contemporary, sort of, yes. and well, you know, everybody needed something different kind of in a way. Uh, but in the end, everybody kind of made their piece. But yeah. I think actually, Buck, you kind of sacrificed more than most, I have to say, because yeah. I know you would so much rather just have, you know, get rid of that Marley, but it's nice of you. Thank you, Buck. <laughs> a man can dream. No, but I, I, I've actually grown accustomed to Marley and I've yeah. grown a certain love for it. Now I know how to use it. I've danced on a Marley so much that I know exactly how to use, like there's different types of Marley too. There's the smoother ones, there's the more sticky ones, which I don't really prefer, but I've learned how to use those within my style. So I've yeah. learned how to be more adaptable to my environment. Wonderful. Okay, I think we're going to have to wrap. I'm getting the signal. So I want to thank you, Buck, and thank you so much, Absolutely. Janet. Thank First of all, and I should just say, you know, you've both been coming to this festival so many years now, and I'm so grateful, and we're all so grateful. So thank you for joining us well, today. I'm grateful. Thank you all. Thank you for joining us this week on Conversations on Dance. We are back from the Vail Dance Festival and are returning to our regularly scheduled programming. In case you missed any of the action from Vail, be sure to check out the bonus content from the festival as it happened. Our complete interviews with festival dancers will continue to be released in the coming weeks, so stay tuned or subscribe now on iTunes to automatically be notified of new content. See you next week on Conversations on Dance. This episode has been brought to you by the Vail Dance Festival. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.